to PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get Mountain Cold Refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP. Roster brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And we're giving away $500 in our NFL Draft Props Contest. Go to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft or click the contest tab in the SGPN app. Once again, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft or click the contest tab in the SGPN app. Welcome everyone to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday, April 28th, currently 10 o'clock on the East Coast. And here to break down some player props for the Thursday night action in the NBA playoffs. And joining me to help break it all day, the man who is on absolute fire with his NBA picks, who does it both on and off the court for SGPN, my main man. It's Scott Reichel. Scott, how you doing this uh, Thursday morning, brother? Uh, doing pretty well. I can't really complain. I've swept three days in a row, which feels good. Hopefully make it a fourth today, but I'll save that for the NBA gambling podcast uh, recording. But yeah, overall playoffs have been going pretty well. Uh, my Golden State future is still alive. They beat Denver. Wasn't easy, but they got it done. And besides that, the only other thing I'm sweating out right now is my Phoenix to win the West ticket. Booker might come back, which is yeah. definitely a good sign. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he'll come back either for game six or uh, game seven. But I don't want a game seven, obviously. Yeah. So I'd rather them close it out tonight. But they responded well in game five. Mikel Bridges had one of the best all around three and deep performances I've ever seen uh, from a non I'd say from a non superstar. I might want to go back to him in a second because I kind of want to ask you what your ceiling is on Mikael Bridges. But as a whole, can't really complain. Things have gone the way that I thought they would. And I'm hoping that's going to remain the case for the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. You've been crushing it so far. Um, You know, the playoffs are, you know, they're chugging along. We're we're finally seeing some of these first round series. And I think hopefully we get a couple more that in tonight. Like you mentioned, Phoenix uh, has the opportunity. Philly has the opportunity as well. Uh, not sure if they're going to get it done, but uh, I think this is a, we'll see what happens with them. But yeah, the Devin Booker news, like you mentioned, we saw some news that came down yesterday that uh, he might be returning for game six and seven. I did see some um, highlights or, or some videos that he was getting some shots up at practice for the Phoenix Suns. But um, another big news that did come down this morning is that Chris Middleton is going to be out for the entire second round. Um, for the Milwaukee Bucks uh, against the Boston Celtics. So that's a little bit of crushing news for the Bucks. So, um, yeah, we can talk about Mikel Bridges here a little bit if you wanted to. I, I think that he's obviously been a very, very, very nice fit for the Phoenix Suns so far. I think that he's a very consistent shooter. He can score as well. He can, I mean, we've seen even in the times that Devin Booker has been out that he's able to create his own shot and, and you know, help some provide some offense for the Phoenix Suns. Um, defensively, I think what was the last game he had four blocks. 
Um, and he's very durable too, right? He played all 82 games. And I believe he also led the entire league in minutes or he was up there in top three as well. So he's never missed a game, including college. Yeah. So, I mean, the durability on this guy has been absolutely phenomenal for the Phoenix Suns. I mean, give their front office, James Jones, a lot of James Jones, a lot of credit for scouting him and, and picking him up from Villanova on this team. And I think he's an absolutely great fit right next to CP three and Devin Booker. When you, when we talk about three and D guys, I think probably by next season or I don't know. I personally think he's probably already at there, up there as a top three guy, as a three and D guy. I was going to say, who do you think would be better than him as a three and D guy? I, he might be number one. Yeah, I can't argue that. He's been absolutely phenomenal. So I guess my question here for ceiling, which is what I wanted to ask you. Of course, Kawhi had the freakishly large hands, so he was able to palm the ball, able to do things with the basketball that a lot of people can't do. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that Bridges is on a quiet type trajectory, though, because he's been making some rapid progress every single year? Kawhi also started out as a three and D guy on those Spurs teams. Mm -hmm. And then one year he just took off. Do you think Bridges, I'd say, handle and his actual shooting is going to ever be good enough where he could take that massive leap to potential superstardom? I don't know. That's really the only thing that remains to be seen because everything else he's got down 100%. Yeah, and the potential is certainly there. You know, we've seen it through the postseason run they made last year early on throughout this season and especially in the playoffs right now. I'm not going to go to that extent yet. Um, I'm just saying, so so you think the potential is there. Okay. Yeah, potential is there. I mean, it's always there, right? But I I think the... He's going to be an extremely valuable player for like 15 plus years, no matter what. I'm just kind of curious. Do you think that he will be forced to be the third fiddle on a championship team? Or do you think he'll ever blossom to being an an A or a B on a title team? I don't think he could be an A and a B, but I think he's a solid B plus, if that makes sense. Um, I think he's a great fit for what Phoenix is trying to do right now, especially from a roster and construction where you have, Hall of Fame point guard CP3. You have a bona fide superstar player in Devin Booker, who's an absolute bucket. And you had a guy that can knock down those corner three-point shots. He can also create his own shot and play, you know, guard the best player on the opposite team and really try and really do shut him down. So um, I don't think he can be a B, but again, I think a a a two B maybe type of player, if that makes sense. Well, I'm saying, um, do you think he could be the second best player on a title contending team? Not yet. Not yet, I'm saying in general. Do you think at some point he will be? No. No, you don't. Okay. I don't think so. So I guess I'm a little bit higher on Bridges than you are. I don't know if he can be that too. I think he can. But when you hold your opponents to three for 17 shooting against you, Mm -hmm. and you also drop 31 points, that was Kwai in the last game. That was the startup of Kwai in San Antonio. A lot of similarities. Mm -hmm. So that's why it kind of made me start to think about potentially – comparing Kwai's meteoric rise to Bridges' potential meteoric rise. And I feel like there are some similarities that people could see, they could also not see, but I personally see it. Okay. I'm not, I mean, I don't have a strong argument against it, uh, but, you know, what is this, his fourth year in the league? Third year, fourth year? I believe it's either his fourth or his third. Okay. Also, um, he, he also got drafted by Philly, though, so they yeah. didn't really know how to use him initially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, give them, give uh, Phoenix a lot of credit for the way that they've been able to develop him. And, you know, I, again, the potential is always there for players like that. But, you know, for me right now, I, uh, 
for him to be a number two guy on a team, I don't see it yet. And I, I understand where you're coming from, though. Um, what else? Do you have anything else that you want to get off your chest before we do get into the player props? No, that was kind of just my main takeaway was that I feel like not enough people were talking about how good Mikel Bridges was yeah. in the last game. He was he took over the game. I mean, even as a three and D guy, he was amazing. Mm-hmm. But I guess anything else that I want to talk about kind of revolves around. I'm going to ask you the simple question. Has anything really surprised you in the first round or has it kind of gone the way that you thought it would? I thought Memphis would have an easier time against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. They probably should have lost the series by now. Yeah, but they're up three two because Minnesota just has a negative basketball IQ as an entire team. Yeah, but do you have any thoughts on any of these guys? Has Towns won you over? Are you less impressed with Towns? What do you think? I'm not impressed with Towns. I mean, I think he's a very childish. The, the I guess talent we can say. is there. Talent uh, is there for sure. But there's that's something that's happened this season where he's been barking a lot and asking for every superstar call where he's just not at that level yet, I think. But it kind of turns me off when I see a player like Towns that has just so much talent and 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 can be obviously the best player on a team where he's just barking at the reps and, and you know, asking for every single call that you're not going to get, especially in the playoffs where... At times, some referees call it a lot tighter than other referees do. I mean, we've seen games where some teams have not taken a free throw in the first half where other teams have taken 12, 13 free throws just in the first quarter. For me, I want to see that IQ for Carl Anthony Towns rise and and just go out and play basketball because, like you said, he can shoot that three-point shot. He can work the post. He can rebound the basketball, and he has – he certainly can be the best player, but I think the maturity level for me, for Carl Anthony Times or for Carlton Towns, I just need to see him progress in that area for me to get behind him, if that kind of makes sense, because he's kind of been childish to me. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Well, he has. Uh, yeah. I, I feel the same way. I think he's a very good player, but yeah. I do think that he comes with some baggage. And I sure. do feel that, for example, he makes a couple of three-pointers, big shots, in the last game against Memphis, right? Yeah. So, made some shots, helped this team get a double-digit lead. Are you really going to shush the opposing crowd when your team blew a 20-plus point lead earlier in the series? Yeah, and then the, that's just one and example. And then they blew right? the game. Yeah. Like, it's one thing if you consistently close games, mm-hmm. but why would you even I, – I get that you get to send a message to the crowd. There's nine minutes left. You're up 12. Yeah. Can you save the shushing for when you're up 12 with three to go? Yeah. Didn't that seem a little premature? It has been. And I think that even it's kind of been the persona that they've kind of taken on this season where they all last, try to be Patrick Beverly and they can't all be Patrick Beverly. And Patrick Beverly did it last game where, you know, they do the little, okay, you're too small to guard me. And then I think the next player, the play after that, John Morant comes back at them and and he puts, you know, he does the same thing. But for Memphis, it's like they at least came back and won the game and they've done that multiple times. Right. So I don't know, man, I, I, I want to get behind this Memphis Grizzlies team, but I'm sorry, this Minnesota uh, Timberwolves team. Sure, but again, bo- you can say both because there's really arguments to not be impressed by either team. Yeah. I mean, outside of, I think Desmond Bain, was, I think has been the most impressive and best player on the floor. Brandon Clark. And Brandon Clark, yeah, throw him in that conversation too. After you know Tyler Jenkins did make the the switch from him to from Stephen Adams to BC, he's um, gonna get paid <laughs> during the offseason. Clark, yeah, he's gonna get paid. Yeah, he's been absolutely phenomenal for them. So yeah, I think this has one series that, that has surprised me because you're right. I think if 
Timberwolves have been able to hold on to this lead. This series should have been over in five games, but here we are. Memphis on the door of closing it out against Minnesota. Um, I think my main takeaway, despite the matchups, of course, you know, it depends on what the matchup is. Mm -hmm. I thought Memphis could give Golden State a run for its money in a seven-game series. Mm -hmm. After what I saw in this series, I think Golden State's winning in six. I think so, too. Uh, And then I just feel like there's too much scoring power for the Golden State Warriors to – like, they have the shooters, right? We talk about Klay Thompson, Seth Curry, Jordan Poole. Um, even, Poole was kind of awful the last couple of games. But yeah. For the most part, he was still very good. Yeah, and then they had, like, like, Gary Payton, the second, you know, stepped up last night. For me, for Memphis, they don't have shooters, and that's what it really concerns me. Like, are you going to be able to go point for point versus a better defensive team, a lot better defensive team than Minnesota is in Golden State Warriors? I think John Ryan might have an easier time against the Golden State Warriors if they do end up beating Minnesota. But for me, I just, again, it comes down to shot making, and I just don't think that the Memphis Grizzlies have that right now. I mean, a lot of people, Terrell's really high on this team, on the Memphis Grizzlies, right? He thinks he's going get to get to the NBA Finals. He thinks they're one of the deepest teams. I see that they, they are deep, but again, for me, that, that shot making ability is just not there for the Memphis Grizzlies right now. I just um, think they're immature. It's been a nice job coming back, Yeah, but it's not because Memphis is mature. It's because Minnesota is more immature than they are. Yeah. There's a difference. I still think Memphis is too young from what I've seen. Sure. And the fact that they have just really struggled to come out with any sense of urgency at home mm-hmm. in these games against Minnesota, that's not going to fly against Golden State. Now, Memphis was able to beat Golden State last year on the road in the play-in. I know that this year's Golden State team is different than last year's team, but Memphis has fared well in recent years. They have a lot of size that could give Golden State some problems. Yeah. But from what I've seen, I don't think Jaron Jackson can stay on the court because he's in mm-hmm. foul trouble every game. Yeah. And Morant can't shoot. Right. And I know he made a big three at the end of last game. I know that he can get to the rim at will. But you look at the jump shooting numbers in this series, they're Rondo-ish. Right. They are awful. So do I think that his inability to shoot is going to come back and bite him and the team when they face off against a team that actually knows what it's doing. Mm-hmm. I do. And I think Golden State's going to exploit it. And also, yeah. Morant can't guard anybody. Yeah. And this and has been one of the main surprises. Morant's defense is awful. Yeah. And again, like if, if, if Golden State are going out to this 15, 20 point leads multiple times, they're not a type of team that's going to give that up. Right. Yeah, like, I, like, yeah, they'll hold it. Like Minnesota's given it up multiple times. Um, Golden State's not that type of team. Right. And you're, you're facing a team that has won championships. They've, they had that playoff experience as well. And, and again, again, the coaching level from, uh, from Chris Finch to Steve Kerr, it, it's, it's, it's night and day. Right. So I think that they're, they're, it's going to be a fun series, uh, but I just think at the end of the day, I agree with you that Golden State does close it out. Um, I think the one point I'll have though for Golden State, one adjustment sure. that you could make, mm-hmm. can you please stop using Otto Porter in your closing lineup? Please <laughs> just put Kaminga in there. I don't care about the youth. Kaminga's much better than Otto Porter. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it worked for them Porter's yesterday. Done nothing. Yeah. I, if, yeah. What's the point of experience if he's going to give you absolutely nothing on one end of the floor? And Porter's missed open threes. Mm-hmm. He's had terrible inbound passes. Yeah. I don't think Kerr's done a great job in the series. I think he's been okay. Yeah. I just think Finch has been terrible. Yeah. And I think for like Golden State, and that, like, that has made Jenkins look a lot better by comparison. Well, you're right. Yeah. I, I think that for Golden State, I don't think that they really took 
I don't know if this makes sense, but they didn't take the series too seriously, quote unquote, um, because they knew they were going to roll past Denver without Jamal yeah. Murray, without Michael Porter Jr. Right. And they got it done in five games last night. Didn't have a great shooting out. It was an ugly game, uh, but they got the job done. Right. And now they don't have to play a game six. So they'll be ready for the winner between Minnesota and Memphis uh, in round two. So again, big win for the Golden State Warriors last well, night. I, I think it's Memphis, right? I mean, yeah, I, yeah. after blow, after blowing that many games, I'm not picking Minnesota to win game six and then game seven on the road. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's going to be Memphis. Yeah. Um, Scott, let's take a quick break here. We'll continue the conversation, then we'll also dive into our player props. We'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. We're brought to you by WinBet. Make sure to get down on WinBet $10, win $200 promotion with a $10 bet qualifies for you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, WinBet Casino is offering 100% deposit match up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with Win's own Build Your Own Bet feature. All users can receive a free $20 bet when they win, lose, or push on a three-leg or more Build Your Own Bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. The boys over at SGPN, we're in a giving mood. We're giving away $500 in our NFL Draft Props contest. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft or click the contest tab in the SGPN app. It's $500 and winner takes all. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. It's a hectic time of year, guys. And between weddings, graduation, spring sports, and more, we're busier ever than right now. And sometimes we forget to take a second for ourselves. So this season, take a second and enjoy an ice-cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. Do you ever feel like you're always on? Work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light and it's literally made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that is, again, Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit the reset button, just open a can or a bottle of Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a, perfect for a moment to unwind. When I need to take a second for myself, I reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right. Coming off of the break here. Um, Anything else that stood out to you from round one so far, uh, maybe from a player perspective or a team perspective you want to discuss before we get into our player props here? Not really. The thing that I think has done me some good up to this point is the fact that the teams that I saw in the regular season mm-hmm. are the same teams that I'm seeing in the playoffs. So I've had a pretty good read on all of these teams, but I did think Memphis would look better. So I guess that's the one team that is winning yeah. at the moment, technically, mm-hmm but I'm really not impressed with how they're playing, or at least I think that they're worse than I thought they were going in. Yeah. Other than that, 
Philly took a little while. It was a bit of a delayed fuse, but we weren't exactly sold on them. And now they're crashing back down to earth. Yeah. And yeah, it, I, truth is no. I, I feel like everything's been kind of the way that I thought it's going to be going in. So, yeah, I mean, we all knew that surprised Boston. you. No, I don't think anything was surprising to me. I think that, you know, we knew that Boston was going to win the series, but I would have thought at least like Brooklyn would I have thought it was going six. Yeah. At least, at least two games, at least one game for sure. But you know, we'll save that for an off-season conversation. That could turn into a two-hour podcast right now. But, um, Scott, let's get into our player props here for tonight. Three games on the schedule here in the NBA. We have um, Philly and Toronto leading off the night, and then it'll be Phoenix and the Pelicans, and then the nightcap will be Dallas and Utah. So I'm going to give you the floor first here, my man. What's your first player prop for the action tonight? So for this one, of course, I'm going to go with a player that I know you're going to love this prop because it's going to be involving an under with a player is James Harden. And I'm taking him (laughs) under 20 and a half points at around minus 122. He scored less than 20 points in three of the last four games. Mm -hmm. And in this series, he's shooting just 37.3% from the floor. Obviously, with the playoffs, you're getting less free throw attempts. He's gone to the line a little bit still, but not as much as he did in the regular season where he was averaging, hell, even 15 free throws on occasion. Mm -hmm. But I don't trust the shooting numbers. And Embiid said that he wanted Harden to be aggressive. Mm -hmm. That doesn't even concern me because he cannot create separation anymore. I think Harden needs surgery. If you watch him move around the court, there's something that's not right. Like, he's going to need some type of procedure or something. Because one of his legs is not cooperating with him. So you have an injured player against a Toronto defense that has really found its groove with the brand-new lineup that they're using, the no-point guard, Trent Jr., Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, Siakam, and Achua lineup, which has been really, really fantastic down the stretch of games. And because they can switch everybody one through five, and because of the fact that they are all athletic and young, they can stay in front of Harden. And Harden's three-point shooting numbers are okay. Mm. The overall shooting numbers are disastrous. I'm taking the under. Because I think Toronto's defense might hold Philly to less than 100, and I don't think Harden's going to score more than 20 points. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the whole injury thing is what's really um, seen the lack of performance, I guess we can say, from James Harden in the, in the scoring abilities, right? One game, like you mentioned, where he scored, uh, or game four was it, where he had 22 points. And the number, I mean, yeah, he's not shooting well from the floor. I mean, he had one game where he was 50 plus percent. But other than that, like you mentioned, I mean, the shooting has been terrible 36 percent, 29 percent, 33, 35. And I've seen this movie before, and I'm not going to argue against your, your play here because right now, I think we had talked about this as well that it's Embiid, Maxi, and then have James Harden be your playmaker, making, I mean, racking up the scissors, being the scorer, right? And Tobias Harris has been decent this series as well, and he's been doing some scoring. But as far as James Harden, I mean, yeah, you're right. Something's just not right. And uh, he's been, you know, passive more to Joel Embiid or Tyrese Maxey. So I agree with this play. Yeah, he can't move. He can't. You're right. So um, I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll back you on this one, man. Under on James Harden, what, 20 and a half? Yeah, 20 and a half. Yeah, I like it. All right, uh, getting over to my first play. Um, I have two in the same game, so I'll start with the earlier game. Um, this has been a prop that I've been writing every single game. It's going to be Jonas Valanciunas, over 12.5 rebounds. And like I said, he's, it, this has been a play. I, I've been betting every single game so far. It's 4-1 and one so far in the five games that they've played. 
Um, he's averaging 15 rebounds per game, but that number it's, it's a little bit inflated after he had that 25 rebound performance in game one. But since then he's had 13 or more rebounds in three out of the last four games. Um, and you know, he's done a great job of keeping the Suns off of the boards. And he's also been an excellent offensive rebounder, whether it's been two for himself, missing those point blank shots, um, and racking up two at a time at that point, or, you know, just tapping the ball out or, or grabbing the rebound and kicking back out for second chance points for the Pelicans. Um, and the Suns again, they just don't have the height to keep Valanchunas and those guys off of the uh, off the boards. I mean, they have DeAndre Aiden, but he's a very not a great rebounder in my eyes. You know, this should be a guy, especially at his size, averaging 11, 12 rebounds per game. But you know, I'm taking Valanchunas here. I think this rebounding adv- advantage is going to continue for him. Um, again, it's been a monster for the last five games. It's cash, so I'll take the over here for Valanchunas. Yeah, that's going to segue me into my second prop, which I'm actually going to go for a plus money prop. Okay. It's going to be DeAndre Ayton. No double-double at plus 110. I know if, at first glance you might say, well, why would you take that? He's the starting center. You know, if he's going to play a lot of minutes. He's really not been that good at rebounding the ball in yeah. the series. He's recorded less than 10 rebounds in four of the first five games, mm-hmm. mostly because he's being forced to guard Valanciunas either in back-down spots or even on the three-point line where Valanciunas occasionally shoots from the outside. But less than 10 rebounds in four of the first five games in the series, he only averaged five rebounds per game in two regular season meetings against New Orleans. And Phoenix also ended up trying out a brand-new lineup Mm -hmm. where they went twin towers. They used a little bit of McGee with Aiton. The lineup actually worked relatively well. But since you might have another big man on the floor for at least a handful of Eaton's minutes, I do think that'll negatively affect the rebounding numbers. But if you want to give me a guy who's really struggled rebounding, especially against this team, no double-double at plus 110, I'm going to take that. Yeah, I agree with you. So, um, like I you still said, love Eaton, but the rebounding is – he's a little bit soft on the boards. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's only been in double-digit rebounding once, like you mentioned. He had that 17-rebound game. Um, for for the Suns in Game Three, uh, he's been scoring the ball well in the absence of DeAndre. Uh, sorry, of uh, Devin Booker. But as far as boards, he like I said, this is an an area of his game where he needs to improve because for a guy his size, this he should be able to at six eleven, close to seven feet, he should be averaging close to eleven and twelve rebounds per contest. So at plus money, no double double, uh, especially with the way you mentioned that they're trotting out this new lineup. Uh, I do like this play as well. Uh, it's cashed in four out of the five games so far for, um, or no double double. At least has cashed four of the five games so far in this series between these two squads for DeAndre Aiden. Um, for my next player prop, I am going over to the Utah Jazz and the Dallas Mavericks game. Going with another rebounding prop here. I'm going to take Luca over nine and a half rebounds. You now he finished the season averaging 9.2 rebounds per game. And, you know, that's pretty good for a guard, especially a guy like Luca. Uh, but in the two games so far in the series, he's been in double digit rebounds here. And it's currently at plus money for. Uh, Luca, let me double check that because I had that last night. Um, yeah, so that plus 115 for Luca here. Um, and I think that's a, a bargain here. You know, the shot making has been terrible for the Utah Jazz, and there have been plenty of rebounding opportunities uh, for the Dallas Mavericks. So they don't really have a true rebounder. And Luca, I think he leads this team in uh, rebounding for the Dallas Mavericks. Rudy Gobert, again, is the guy that. 
is the only true rebounder for the Jazz, but we know that they like to pull him out, put him in that pick and roll and things like that. But we know Luka walks into any gym and can fill up the stat sheet and be a triple-double like Jokic. And even during the regular season, Luka had double-digit rebounds in two of the three games he played against the Utah Jazz. So including the postseason in four out of the, what, five games or four out of the six games he's played, uh, he's been in double-digit reboundings uh, against the Utah Jazz. I think that we're going to see more of the same pace uh, in this game. I think the defensive intensity is going to be up for the Dallas Mavericks as well, causing them to make some or put up some difficult shots. I think the rebounding is going to be there for Luka again, so I'm going to take that plus money with Luka over nine and a half boards. Yeah, I have no issues with that, especially if Gobert is being forced to guard on the three-point line again, Yeah, which we know he can't do. That whole series I find fascinating because it seems like just the odds makers have been asleep at the wheel for, mm-hmm. for the entire series. Yeah, But I'm going to ask you in general, since mm-hmm. I, I can, do you think the series is over tonight? Yeah. So do I. Yeah. Especially with like, we heard about the, it was the hamstring or a quad for Donovan Mitchell that I think they said, or he said in the second half, he just couldn't get any lift on his shot, which kind of spoiler alert for my last player prop. But um I have a player prop on Mitchell, too. That's why I was kind of segue. Yeah. So why don't you uh, get into that? I'll give mine as well, and then we can discuss it. So I'm assuming you're going to do points, so I'm not going to step on your toes. I'm going to do no, rebounds. it's not points. Uh, I'm going to take the under four and a half rebounds on Donovan Mitchell at okay. around minus 115. He's recorded exactly two rebounds in three of the last four games, mm-hmm. and he played four regular season meetings against Dallas. He averaged 3.5 rebounds per game. On top of that, he's been useless defensively, and now he's injured. Dallas is going to kill him tonight, right, on the defensive end? Yep. So Mitchell's probably going to be on the three-point line, which is going to take him away from the basket to help for the rebounding. But now he's injured. I don't know if he's going to be on a minute restriction or not. He probably won't be because it's an elimination game, but I also don't know how much he can actually move out there. But he'll, he should be... Uh, guarding a lot of people with the ball in their hands because Jason Kidd called him out and said he can't guard anybody. They're yeah. going at him every time. Mm-hmm. So now you have a guy who has been who's been awful rebounding with an injury now. Mm-hmm. Four and a half. That's way too high. I'm taking the under. Yeah, I, I like it. Again, we might see a world where he kind of gets out there and teaches. If I was Dallas, I would attack the injured guy all the time. Yeah, and, and that there's a where might be a point where he can't go. And I yep. mean, he might sit out and or not be effective, but um, you know, my play for Donovan Mitchell is I'm taking the under two and a half, three point shots made for him. And, you know, we just talked about the injury for him and, you know, even though he's going to be out there, he said, he's going to play, especially in game five, where he said that when the injury occurred, like I said, he couldn't get lift on his shot. And I, I think that Mitchell if we kind of look at his stat box, he's made three or more three point shots just once in the series, which is back in game two in Dallas. Since then he's gone three of 25 from the three point line. Mavericks are the number one defense against the three point shot so far in the postseason, And they're only allowing the Utah jazz to make eight per game, which I think most is probably two, uh, but Donovich and Jordan Clarkson, um, you know, with everything that we just discussed here with the injury uh, where his, um, his stamina or he may get tired on the defensive end because like you mentioned, Jason Kidd is going to go at him, especially with that injury. It's also the fact that his entire style of play revolves around his explosiveness. Yeah. 
which and, should be compromised. Right. And then again, if he's not able to do certain things, I think that that three point shot is not going to be there for him as well. So, and the numbers are, are, you know, they're backing it up as well. So I think that we're both kind of on the same page that you probably just want to take a look at Donovan Mitchell and just take the, the under on all of his player props here tonight. So I'll take a stab with the under here on Donovan Mitchell's uh, three. Yeah, I think the one question I'll have for you, which might be a concern, mm-hmm. because he can't separate as much as he's normally able to. And he might do shoot. Do you think more. he will settle for more three pointers? Yeah, he probably will. But is he going to make them? Is the bigger question if they're good contested, question. I'm just right? Saying, is, there a reason, is there a reason why he took threes instead of points? Um, no. I, and again, I, I'm I'm probably going to take the under on everything for for his his numbers or his stats today on his on his player props because currently I'm seeing his points prop at 25 and a half. Um, I'm going to add that in there as well. I, I think that under 25 and a half is a, is a good fade and probably taking his points, rebounds and assists to go under as well. Uh, that number is at 35 and a half. I think, I guess one question I'll have for you just for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. If you were an offensive player, who would you rather see checking you an injured Donovan Mitchell or Boyan Bogdanovich? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I would still go with the injured Donovan Mitchell. I'm just asking. I'm just asking because you can make an argument that even though they should go at Mitchell, it's kind of a buffet out there. You can really pick whichever one you want. Yeah, I agree. Again, this Jazz team, has they've been struggling, especially they with are the one of the line. worst perimeter defensive teams that are not like the Rockets or these bottom feeder teams. They are awful yeah. at perimeter defense. Yeah, 100 uh, percent. Scott, let's take one more uh, break here. We'll come back and then we'll get into some best bets and some final thoughts here for this uh, Thursday night scheduled player props edition of the PropCast. We're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovers and recovery and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's really that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting 9 months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. 
Take your privacy back today with brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com SGP and use promotional code, promotional code SGP and claim your 70% off. That's ipvanish.com SGP, ipvanish.com SGP. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is, now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily, a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid game for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry, the app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. And the app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stable today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. I'll see you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The NBA playoffs are set, and PropSwap is where bettors find the best odds and turn the hardwood into hard cash. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams and then sell your bets whenever you want. Many prop swappers make thousands of dollars just by buying and selling championship futures all playoffs long. This allows you to win over and over without your team ever lifting the trophy. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering tickets based on the base value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, coming off of the break, let's get into our best bets here. Scott, uh, you're the floor first, man. Uh, best bet for tonight. So for this one, I'm going to go back to the injured player, the one that we just talked about, Donovan Mitchell. And I'm going to go with him under four and a half rebounds at minus 115. Pre-injury, two rebounds on the dot in three of the last four games. You're going to give me a four and a half with an injured player. You yeah. mentioned how Mitchell might even get pulled if he can't go. At any point in this game, or if it's a blowout, he, I was going to say, or it's a blowout. Yeah. We know Mitchell, whether you want to admit it or not, it does look like he's virtually quit on his team on the defensive end because yeah. he might not be on this team next year. Yeah. So I do wonder if the motivation is fully there for Mitchell to, let's just say, tough it out mm-hmm. over a full 48 minute game here. But the four regular season meetings, he averaged 3.5 rebounds per game. So even when he was healthy, he's been awful rebounding against Dallas. Four and a half is a joke. This line should probably be three and a half. Yeah. I'm going to take it at minus 115. Yeah. I don't hate it. Um, again, with all the injury concerns or the injury concern that we just talked about with uh, Donovan Mitchell may catch up to him. And I think, again, I think it's, I know they had two days off and he's going to give it a go. But again, with these, whether it's a hamstring or quad injury, it, it, when it compromises your legs and your ability to move, you're, you're very limited and you're become very mobile. So yeah, for immobile. Too, we can't, I don't know if he could jump. Yeah. So um, yeah, I do like that play. Uh, for me, I'm going to be sticking with, for my best bet, was what's been working for me, uh, and that's going to be Jonas Valanciunas over 12 and a half rebounds. Like I mentioned, it's cash four out of the five, four out of the five games so far, 
in the series, uh, averaging 15 per game. Uh, he's at 13 or more in three out of the last four games, and he's just absolutely done a great job. And I think that really pads his numbers is he can't he can't finish around the basket on the first shot that he takes. It, it, there's always an extra offensive rebound or two that really helps inflate the Valanciunas numbers. But not really basing it off of that, I just still think that he's a great uh, rebounder. And we know we've talked about him all season long, um, and I think that's going to continue here tonight on their home floor for the Pelicans. So my best bet, Jonas Valanciunas, over 12 and a half rebounds uh, for tonight. Uh, Scott, you have anything else, man? You want to get off your chest before we get out of here? Uh, not really. Uh, yesterday, I found a decent amount of props with role players. So mm-hmm. I'm still, I was, I've been waiting for those to come out. I was a fan of Gary Payton over, uh, and I was a fan of Cousins over. The Cousins mm-hmm. line was a joke. I think that was around six and a half or seven. Wow. And he went over in every game, and he mm-hmm. had 19. So there were a couple of good lines there with role players. I was looking for Precious Achua. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find it because he's technically not starting. Right. So they didn't have it up. But when that gets posted, I would like the over because okay. Chua has been fantastic offensively in two of the last three games. Yeah, I was looking for his blocks prop um, as well, but I didn't see it like because he's not a star. He's going to be coming off the bench. But you know, we usually see that get posted closer to uh, game time. But obviously, we couldn't give it out here on the prop cast because that number's not out yet. So uh, he's been given Embiid some serious issues on the defense. Yeah. So I like the over for Achua. I'm assuming it'll be around, what do you think, like 12 and a half, 13 and a half? Yeah, how many has he Maybe been averaging? Maybe a little bit higher? I don't think so. I don't think it'll be higher, you? Yeah, Maybe. I don't think so. May, I don't even think he might be in double digits. No, it should be in double digits. I mean, he's had okay. at least, I think, he's had 17 plus in two of the oh, okay, okay. games. Yeah, then probably so, 12 and a half would be my guess. I, don't I like think the over. Even that. though he's not starting, Birch is going to play like 11 minutes. Yeah. She was going to get about 30 Mm-hmm. The volume should be there, and I do believe that Embiid is too slow to fully guard him on the perimeter, which sounds weird for a center, but mm-hmm. Achua's got a bit of handle. He can yeah. he can dribble a little bit, so I do think that he's a matchup problem for Philly. Yeah, 17 last game, game uh, three in overtime, he had 20. Um, so, yeah, and again, he's getting the minutes as well, 27, 24, 36, 29, and 29. So. I, d- I didn't see a number, but he would yeah. have been on here if I sure. saw a number. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, so that's going to do it for the prop cast here for this Thursday night schedule here in the NBA. Uh, definitely look out for the NBA Gambling Podcast as well. Uh, if you haven't listened to that already, um, Terrell and Scott are going to be riding the ship here and get you some more winners uh, for the playoff games here tonight. Um, and again, the end, the NFL draft props contest over on SGPN, either on the app or go to sports gambling podcast.com slash draft, get in there before the draft starts. Uh, it's $500 to the winner. So definitely, again, it's free to enter. Just make sure to get in the, on the app in the contest tab, or just go to sports gambling podcast.com slash draft. Uh, with that being said, Scott, thank you so much for joining me, my man. Uh, we will be back tomorrow for the prop cast with myself and Will. Uh, so definitely look out for that as well. Uh, good luck with your bets here tonight. Let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>